Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Night Flyers Season 1, Episode 1, it is called All That We Left Behind. So, this is Episode 1 so we'll start spoiler free and we'll warn you in the middle before we go into spoilers, we'll give you a sense of how the quality and how good it is uh, before we start delving into sort of the spoilery plot details. Uh, so this is Sci-Fi's new show which is treating like an event, that they're doing this what a night, essentially, with a, a small break in the middle over two At the weeks. weekend, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sunday to Thursday, then Sunday to Thursday. So, uh, so by the time this review goes out, actually, episode two will have aired. So, I mean, we'll be behind already, but... Yeah. Uh, episode one review. So, this is the one that's... Um, it's, it's based on a thing by George R. R. Martin, right? Yeah, it's a story he wrote. Yeah. It might be a short story. Yeah, um, it may actually be a limited series. I don't think I've ever actually heard. No, it, them, it is a limited series. It, yeah, I don't think I've ever actually heard them say that, but the the plot would just imply to me that, that oh, it's, it's definitely a limited. So, so we have have this ten episode show, uh, episode one, and it's about a crew on a ship called the Night Flyer who are going out to the Vulcan. And I thought they were saying Vulcan for about the first five times they said this. I turned on the subtitles to see what they were saying because I I kept hearing Vulcan. Yeah, I had the subtitles on from the start, so I never had that yeah, no, problem, no. but I can understand why. And I was like, wait, did they say Vulcan? You're a space show, you can't be using Vulcan for a thing in space. Like, Star Trek's a thing, it exists. This is blatant, but yeah. it's Vulcan. Um, so it's, it's Vulcan mixed with Velcro. That's that's, that's what I'm t- taking it as. Uh, so they go out to this alien entity of some kind. Uh, they know it's an alien entity, and they've been trying to communicate with it for years, by sending radio waves, signals, all sorts of things, probes, and it's never responded. But our, our main character, Carl, he's got this crazy idea to use an L1, an L1 being the highest class of psychic, which most people don't like because there has been some violent incidents in the past where psychics will go kind of nuts and take control of people. There was apparently a massacre of some kind on, I think it was Lunar Base 70-something, I don't sure. know the number, but it, it was one or something. 78. Sure, 78, whatever. But, I mean... uh, which, actually, one nice touch I did like is when they were flying past the moon, you could see, like, a city of lights on the moon, as if there was, like, a full colony. Yeah. It was a nice little you touch. Said, you said one nice touch you did like, implying that you're not so positive <laughs> overall. <laughs> I have the, I have implied no such thing. This that was felt a, like an implication. This was a gem of a pilot. I cannot wait to watch the rest. There was there was intrigue. There was mystery. There was action, suspense, tension. <laughs> and now, how you really felt? I like the open scene. Yeah, it's the best part of the episode. Because I was like, oh, come okay, in, okay, we're on a spaceship. Uh, whatever's going going on is going to make you know, make. Because even the trailer implied this is this is not a spoiler to say that they're going to. There's going to be some element that makes them go crazy over the course of this trip, and we start with a scene that's in you know the end of the story, and it kind of shows you like the one of the main characters in danger and the the, the, the sort of the beacon going out to say, hey, this is a warning, don't board the ship. Yeah, don't, I remember that distinctly in the trailer. Yeah, and don't um you know bring this ship back to Earth because it'll presumably spread whatever's going on. Yeah, and uh, that seems fine. It's fine. It's basically the shining on a spaceship. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, and then we we you know, come back to you know quote unquote present day of the future and uh, set up what the story actually is and set up the actual crew who everyone is and what the plan is and and so on and so on. Um, so where to where to begin? Uh, 
First of all, most of the characters are bland as shit. Uh, I'd say about 70% of the acting is also really bad. Not all of them, but there's a lot of... Exa- I think the main dude is really bland. I think the psychic mm-hmm. is a horrendous... Um, Do you know what's, what's really bad about... He was one of the 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 serial killers in Mindhunter. Was he? Yeah. Which one was he? It was a uh, second or third one. Yeah, it wasn't the first. Cause the first one was Kemper, the big guy. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. The, it wasn't him. But but I know I know he was definitely in Mindhunter. He was one of the serial killers. I'm confident on that. And I, and it's like okay, we were impressed with all of the serial killers in that show. They all did. Had a, oh had no, their I remember. Presence. He's the one who crushed the can. I remember. Yeah. I had to think about it, but yeah, and I remember. They all had their own presence. Yeah. No, no, he was fine. He was. He, was, he may have arguably been the weakest one, but I mean that's. Still yeah, good yeah, company. Yeah, it was a high bar. Yeah. And then here, he's doing a psycho thing again. Do you know what this tells me? Good. Or, that tells me, I knew this already, but what this, I think, shows to anyone who needs proof is how important directing is when it comes to performances. Yeah. And not only the, not only directing the performance itself, but how to show the performance in the direction. Because every time it did this close-up of his face as he was going like this... For the, for uh, for audio listeners, I've got my head tilted down and looking sort of evil at the camera. That that's what he did every time he was doing some psychic stuff. He did this like close up shot of him like looking evil at that, and every time it made me laugh because it looked ridiculous. And yeah. and and this uh, I mean like in terms of his persona, he's not a million miles away from you know a serial killer in, in Mindhunter. Not a million uh, miles, no. No, I mean a bit, a bit toned up, sure, but and that's the point. Suddenly someone who was at least perfectly fine in that show because we d- I definitely don't remember complaining about him we get here and he's kind of awful yeah um so not feeling the characters not feeling the uh i mean I'll, I'll, the positive things i'll say i, I like that touch in the room there's a little, few little world building things i liked about that i like the casual mention of the some you know massacre that happened on a lunar base like i'm like okay right, i'm liking a little bit of the world building uh, production value is pretty decent. Like it's not, it's not as good as the Expanse, say, but I would say it's better than some other sci-fi shows that I've seen. I think it's technically good, even though aesthetically, I don't like a lot of it. You, you know, in terms of the, the the budget and the quality, it's it's fine. I'm just a lot of like the the interior of the ship, I find really just not to my tastes, kind of a bit bland. Um. I felt like that was more to do with the how it was shot than what what the actual set it, was. It could be. I'm thinking specifically. I, I can picture the the hallways with the curves, yeah. and I'm like, eh. Because it looked, because it definitely looked better whenever it went to an exterior. I, th- I thought the space stuff looked pretty good. It did actually. I was surprised they they cut to the exterior a lot. Like they, they, like they know that this looks pretty good, so they're <laughs> like, yeah, let's let's use this as much as we can. Yeah, the, the exterior stuff looked quite good. Um, inside the ship. It felt flat because of the direction, but I I, I didn't necessarily have a problem with the design of the ship necessarily in, in and of itself. Fair enough. Um, you know, and again, obviously, I'm thinking of the Expanse because it's kind of the, the the recent space show that has it's good, the closest comparison. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I was just thinking about how they film things inside the ships and comparing it to this, and this felt a bit more just sort of typical TV set. I'll uh, tell you it, what, I don't get, especially compared to the Expanse. Mm. I don't get any sense of scale inside the ship. Sure, yeah. It just feels like a, a collection of rooms. I couldn't place any geography of it. 
yeah, no, I mean, that, that, that's arguably a fault if you if you want to do that. Um, I feel like, I mean, yeah, I feel like most good space ships in movies and TV will give you some sense of geography. Um, I think some get away with it out of, like, I don't want to compliment Star Trek for this, because I feel like Star Trek almost just gets away with it because they only usually have, like, three different rooms on the ship, right? They'll have the bridge, they'll have the med bay, and they'll have the... I mean, I've got a few more. I suppose they've got the cafeteria and they've got the, like, maybe, like, the captain's room, right? They've yeah, got a few some of things. the quarters. Yeah. yeah. But you know, and they've got a hallway, obviously, but I never really necessarily get a sense Tra- of, okay... Transporter room. Yeah. Yeah. But where are these on the ships? Like, they, they, they feel all disconnected compared to, say, something like, um, like you say, the Expand ships. Or, or even, I think Firefly is a really good example of where... Oh, it is, yeah. Uh, in fact, I mean, case in point, the opening of Serenity actually has a one going through the entire ship. You can you can trace it the entire no, way. No, no, I agree. I think Firefly is a great example of this. Um, and not just in TV. You know, if you look at movies, anything like Alien or, or Star Wars, um, a lot of the ship geography is, yeah. is really to, to the point where, about. like, if you imagine the docking door and fire, there's this you know in the Firefly ship and Serenity. Uh, I I can sort of visualize going in that. I can go up the stairs to the right. And then to the right of that is Jane's room. I can yeah. tell you where Jane's room is. And then Malzano's on the left. I mean, I don't know where exactly where every door is, but I can kind of get you, you know, there. You can ballpark your way around it. Yeah. And then you go through the kitchen to get up into the bridge. Yeah. On on this ship, I couldn't even tell you which ones are on different levels. Yeah. Which, but it, it was very unclear for that matter. Yeah. I mean, it is a much bigger ship with a much bigger crew. So I suppose that's part and parcel for having a bigger... It is, but sometimes ship. I wasn't sure, is this supposed to be a different part of the ship or is this just over there? It was hard to it's hard to actually gauge that at times. Mm. Yeah, there's maybe something I didn't consider as much. and I, I think it's low on the list of my complaints, though. I feel like that's it not is, something that yeah. would bother me if I was into the story. Like, I'd be like, fine with it. Okay, whatever. No, no, it, it, it's, it's not a huge important thing. It's just yeah. one of those that... I think the the bar is higher than this, even in just on something like that, where it's kind of something I expect out of shows with with spaceships, and I expect to be able to understand the layout to some extent, at least in a modern show. And here I just don't. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, I mean, I think the premise is fine. Like, I mean, the premise is right up our alley. It sounds good. Like, yeah, we're going to make first contact. A psychic might be the first thing that can connect to them. Yeah, right. yeah, that that sounds fine. It's just all the characters are either they're either bland or actively bad. Um, yeah, I thought that, I thought the main you know Carl, the the main dude whose planet is, uh, I thought he was painfully generic. Everything about him being upset about his dead daughter who's been dead for a while felt yeah. very cliched to me. Yeah, yeah, this this isn't really not that good, is it? No, no, I. I I wouldn't even say it's it's that bad. I would say it's frustratingly mediocre. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not garbage. It's not it's not um yeah, what's some of the shit we've done in the past couple of years. I think it's def- I think no, no, no I think mediocre's been low. I think it's definitely below average. I can think of like in terms of like the writing, in terms of beyond characters, you know, the, the mm. pacing of the show and the episode. The pacing's rough. It's a full hour long, this first. I don't know if they all are, but this first one's like a oh, full hour. Oh, it should not have been. And yeah, it feels padded out. And a lot of it does feel like... They're trying to do this mystique thing where I'm sure there's going to be a twist with the captain. and Because the captain never <laughs> oh, appears... I'm pretty sure I already know what the twist is. Yeah, he never appears physically 
uh, in the, the bridge or with anyone else, he always like sends a hologram of himself because he never leaves his quarters. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he doesn't exist. Yes, yes. Oh, well, he could exist, but he's not a human. He's like an AI. Or he's yeah, a... He's, he's, a, he's a computer. He's part yeah. of the ship. Or something else, I don't know. Or, or he does exist, but he's an alien already. <laughs> so he's hiding what he looks like. I, I don't know. Yeah. But um, this is pure speculation. We don't know. This is this is just the setup for his character. But yeah. um, but he had some mumbo-jumbo about intimacy with one of the characters, and it was a really dull scene. That yeah. same character has a bit of a near-death experience and ends up having an intimate moment with another character, and that kind of fell flat for me. Um mm. And I felt like it was trying to introduce too many characters at once, which I think it can work as far... Actually, I think Firefly is a great thing to compare it to in a way, just in the sense that Firefly has nine main characters. It's an ensemble show with nine characters. And when you watch Serenity, the pilot, right, which is a bit longer than this, about 82 minutes because it's a double 40-minute yeah. thing, right? Because there's two ways you can do this. You, you can focus in on two or three characters and then build out the rest later. Just have them be background cast, essentially, in the yeah. first episode or two, and then get to them later. Which is a valid approach. Which is a fine approach. Firefly didn't necessarily... I mean, obviously it had its main plot in the first episode because it was it was focused on the arrival of River and Simon. And of course, we're introduced to Mal as kind of the, the captain. So they were kind of the focus for the most part and then everyone else was kind of, you know, supporting. But one of the things that that did really well, and this is partly coming from Josh Bean, who, of course, created the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer, is that his characters are so charismatic and have so much personality that with that, like one or two lines of dialogue from each of them, you get who they all are. And they're, they're memorable enough in their appearance and in their one or two lines that you instantly remember, okay, the big guy, Jane, he's very kind of dumb, but, you know, burly and like, yeah. likes to fight. Right away, you get two Shepherd Bookers. Right away, that you get Kaylee's this mechanic, but she's really sweet. Um, you know, you get all the characters very quickly, at least on a base level. In this, we have a lot of blandness. <laughs> the only character I could give, literally, the only character I think I give a personality trait to might be the psychic, and that personality trait is just psychotic. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's so true. I, I guess the xenobiologist character, he uh, Angus Sampson, who's like the one actor in this I actually know from. Uh, I mean, I guess I know the guy from Mindhunter, but I didn't really recognize him. Uh, Angus Sampson's been in a bunch of stuff. He, he's in he's in the Insidious movies. He's one of the investigators in that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he he he's like very cynical and thinks, "Oh, we're all doomed. The aliens probably want to kill us anyway." Which it's, it's a fine. Obviously, it's a fine character to have. Have someone who's like thinking this is all for the worst and nothing's going to work. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's the most memorable kind of character. In the sense of, okay, I can see how that'll cause some ideological conflict later on. A lot of the other stuff, though, it's like hinted that um, Carl and uh, uh, Agatha, who's the doctor who's there to, like, she's like a therapist for the psychic. Uh, it's hinted that they have a past of some kind, romantically, but it's kind of vague. It never really gets into it. Um, yeah. This, this seems like a really poor crew selection. It's a rough first episode. I think it also suffers. I think they knew it was going to be aired quickly because even the ending doesn't really have much of a hook. Either they knew it was going to be aired quickly, so just kind of treated it as a binge show, mm -hmm. or Sci-Fi saw it afterwards and went, we need to just get through this, otherwise people are not going to stick around. Because I think airing it back-to-back -back each night, people might get through this. Not everyone, but I think some people will go, well, it's on tomorrow. Not us. 
not us, no. Um, but some people will go, oh, it's on tomorrow, sure, right? Whereas if it's on in a week, ah, they'll forget. Yeah, because, I, cause, I mean, it's fine. I, I, I don't even think we need a spoiler section for this one. I feel like there's almost nothing to spoil. It's true. No, there's like nothing to spoil, really. Is like uh, some malfunctions happen in the ship, and the crew are ready to blame the psychic because they don't trust an L one psychic. Which you know, I'm just a, a question on the psychics. So there's there's this implication that all L ones are crazy and they're all evil because you know they, they talk about you know the the previous incidents and that oh hey he's an L one we're not having that. I feel, I feel like on his or evil might be. Oh, the, the, the way I took it was that because of how powerful they are, they're very unstable with how they handle other people's thoughts, and it leads to I mean, reactions. He's actively trying to kill people. Um. Well, this one, this one's got a bit of an attitude problem, but yeah. Um, and and uh, no, but this is my thing. And we t- we we hear about the one that murdered all these people at that moon base. So I'm like, okay, are all the psychic, all the L1 psychics like this? Why? Like, I don't know. But again, I didn't take it as they're all evil. I took it as almost like a hulk type thing where they just can't control it and they get scared and or like carry think carry where you know they're put in a corner because they're different and then they react they get defensive i get what you're saying but i did not get that at all from that performance not from that performance I'm, i'm going from everything else they were saying okay if they're just all evil and there's nothing interesting they're just evil then that's yeah. dull. No, I know, and but that, that's kind of <laughs> how it feels to me. It feels like, oh, they're all just evil because they're psychic, and we're just gonna have to have one anyway. Well, no, because the the, the point of this is clearly that they're all they're all prejudiced against against them, um, because one at one point reacted badly and it caused a lot of damage. So now that they're all scared of them and they're all prejudiced, I'm not saying the show conveys this, but I'm saying this is clear what the intention of the writing is. I I I think that would be a lot more effective if this guy wasn't clearly very unhinged and trying to kill the people on the ship. I'm not disputing that. Yeah, yeah, so it's not prejudice <laughs> if he's actually doing it. No, but it's prejudice up until a certain point in the episode. Okay, as, soon as, as soon as they hear an L1's coming on board, like they're threatening to leave the ship. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> that's but... the, that is clearly the attitude that they're going with. So I think that's the intention in the writing. Um, but... And, up until he starts trying to kill people, you kind of sympathise with him because he is kind of like just they assume he's uh, you know horrible for no reason. Yeah. You just naturally as a human being sympathise a little. Well, that's your, your, your shithead no, yourself. No, no, but... no, I agree. You do something to a point, but then it gets to a point where you go, well, I guess they were right. And it makes me it makes me assume all of the L ones are like this because you know this this is what we have to base off. I'll agree with that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. This was how it came across to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I hope you're never in a situation where your opinion on this kind of thing matters. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, one bad apple. Oh, they're all horrible. But but it's not one bad apple, is it? There's, there was an incident before which two. Presumably... Oh, how many? No, no, no. no. But that th- that was the big one. I assume there's more to have caused this, and then their prejudice. And I'm going, okay, well maybe they shouldn't. I don't be know if I agree with that. I totally buy human beings will take one bad incident and just use that forever. Okay, fair enough. Maybe but that's if, cynical of me, but I totally believe that. I think either way, if that is the case, and then the first, uh, the first L one we actually meet is also kind of crazy and wants to kill people. Yeah, I'm on their side. This is all the evidence I am presented with. I'm not on their side. I I still think that I I think it's a combination of him being a bit of a shithead, the psychic, 
also there seems to be the idea that something else is already affecting the ship, right? Because there's, there's implications of other psych... Because there's people blaming him for things that he doesn't seem to be behind. and it's Things that apparently he, he doesn't have the ability to even do. Yeah, so so is implications of something. I'm wondering if this other thing is also affecting him, especially. We won't spoil it, but just given the extreme thing that happens with the ending, I'm think because he reacts kind of interestingly to that, where it looks like he kind of snaps out of it for a second, where he's like, "Wait, what? What just happened?" It's not like yeah. he. It's not like he really seemed to mean to do what he just did. So I'm wondering if he's been affected by you know the yeah, the, the Velcro, this... Vulcran thing. <laughs> Velcro. Fair enough. The Velcro is affected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is, is I, I think that's the, the the thing they're going for. It's just been handled handled fairly poorly. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that I can clearly see what the intention's supposed to be. I'm not saying they handle it well. I'm not saying they get it across. But I think the intention is very clear, just because it's dealing with similar things to other, you know, sci-fi no, shows with other no, sci-fi no, stories. No, no, I get that, and, and uh, but that is why I'm actively not giving it a pass, just because I sh- I know what it's supposed to be, because I recognize the beats from other stories what they're actually presenting me with is not that well no i think i disagree to a point because because i can tell what they're going for i can't take it as any anything else okay i don't know if that makes sense and i'm not giving it a pass that's not what i'm saying i'm saying they handle it poorly but what i'm saying is is that i don't think that just because it's not hitting the, the notes that it's trying to hit because i can still see what it's trying to hit I know what they're doing. No, no, I agree with what you're saying. Because I think it's playing problem... with tropes, it's playing with, you know, things that we've seen before. I, I understand what you're saying. I think my problem is it's hitting, at least to me, contradictory notes. I never got contradictions. I just got, we don't know how to present this character. Yeah. That's all I'm really getting from it. And, you know, this is, I mean, it's the most interesting conversation we're probably going to have about this. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. why not dive into it? But I, I yeah... Uh, lots of bland characters. I I, I I found it very hard to get on board with any, anyone. I don't really care about the main guy's like weird relationship with his wife who's left on Earth, even though the daughter apparently died. And she, he's, and I mean, he's got a point that he's trying to save human life because you know Earth is kind of shitty, there's disease and stuff, and we're you know he's trying yeah. to fix all this. Um, it seems a bit of a long shot, but there's definitely the. Here, in fact, you know what? It's funny because you were telling me about how you you don't take how they are meaning the psychic to come across and how how our sympathy lies with them. Funnily enough, I actually have the same problem with the the first scene we have with him and his wife, uh, which turns out to be like a VR playback thing in the ship player. But yeah. um, which by the way, I'll say this: this was kind of weird. I thought it was weird how it said three years later after that because I wasn't sure if it was three years later from the memory playback thing or three years later for everything we've seen already. <laughs> Obviously, it quickly answers that when the characters who were the opening scenes, you know, come on the ship. But yeah, I thought it was a bit murky because it it gave us like part of the 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 future first, and this then went back. This has quite a few uh, time markers, doesn't it? Yeah, a couple of weird things. Uh, but as the same way he's with his wife, and he's explaining that he's got he's gotten permission to go on this trip to try and contact the Velcro, <laughs> Velcro, Velcro, Vulcan, Vol Vulcan. Volkren, so R Y N, Volkren. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying it wrong every time I say it for some reason. Uh, so he basically explains to her, and she looks really kind of like upset because he says he's going to be gone for two years. And while logically you know to go with a Vulcan, we uh, are thinking about it. It makes sense that no, it doesn't matter if he is like upset and hurt or in this scene we think his daughter might be you know is still alive. I mean. 
one family's unhappiness is kind of worth saving the entire earth and the human race. Yeah, it's 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 something that should endear you to the character and that he's doing a noble sacrifice Instead, thing. the way it's written and the way he performs it made me sympathise with the wife and made me think he was a terrible husband. <laughs> <laughs> because it came off as his, his obsession rather than a noble cause. Yeah, see, I can't argue with that. And, this, and... this this is where we interestingly we 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 kind of reverse on the last time where I'm like well I see what they're doing so I didn't really question it, uh, but it really bugged me because it immediately made me just kind of dislike him, uh, also because yeah. he was really bland and then nothing no scene he was in after this made me think like him anymore he's just he's the blandest of the blandy McBlanderson that ever came from Blandsville bland bland United States of Bland Erica right that, that that is who he is, pretty much. I'm not gonna top that. <laughs> oh dear. Um, it's really else... disappointing. Yeah, because the opening focused. scene was pretty decent, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get into this. Maybe the reviews that have been kind of mixed will be off off base. But... We've we've been um, completely against some you know reviews before. Oh, we have we absolutely have. Um, in fact, me and Tim just reviewed a movie in streams that has a very high rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and we hated it. So, I mean, it happens both ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we've done TV shows before where ratings have gone, well, it's not that good, and we've gone, oh, this is fantastic. Yes, foolish, foolish critics, they don't know what they're talking about. We, exactly. We're not one of, yet, one of them. No, no, we are, we are, we are the, we are the, 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 the... Choose the, your words carefully. The, the regular working Joe's critics, if that makes sense. I'll do. <laughs> I know. I I don't have much more to add, to be honest. It, I mean, I've basically said my piece. Um, yeah. It was plodding. It felt like it was trying to go for this mysterious kind of thing. Um, the visuals were mostly, especially the exterior. The visuals were quite nice, um, and the production value feels good enough. I just I wish the writing and the acting were there to actually make yeah, it into I something. I can't fathom this having ten episodes worth of content. Yeah. The pacing, honestly, this feels like something that may have been better as a two-hour movie than a ten-hour TV show. I agree. Yeah, just based on what I've seen, and cut out half the characters. There's too many. Yeah, yeah. Focus in on a couple of them. Yeah. So, so no. And the worst part is, is the whole thing with the VR thing. Um, I've seen done better in a show that never get picked up. I've mentioned this before in some of our stuff, uh, Virtuality, that Roald D. Moore did after Battlestar Galactica, which Fox put out as a TV movie after they decided to not do it, and. It, you know, a big part of it was that they had this VR thing on the on the ship that they were on, and they'd used that, and it was really interesting because like a guy and a a woman uh, used it to cheat in their spouses, but in VR, and it was like, oh, is that is that strictly cheating in the same sense? And it kind of is, but it's like, okay, it this is, is interesting. Yeah. It's different. It's new, um, and but it made you like both characters, even though they were cheating on their spouses, you know, because it had you know, fathom this character work. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen that. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it hurts uh, just a little bit more because of that. Because I'm thinking, oh, 10 years ago I watched this great pilot. They never went anywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's disappointing. That, that's like two shows in a week that we've been underwhelmed by. Yeah. Yeah. I like 1983 more than this, though. Yeah, I did too. And I wasn't as. I wasn't, you know, crazy hot on that. We're either. trying episode two on 1983. We're doing that in a day or two. Um, this is getting, yeah. You know, we're not doing episodes of this. Out the airlock with this one. Yeah. Jettisoned. Yeah. Bye bye. See you never. 
<laughs> and uh, now, full spoilers for the episode. So at the end of the episode, the psychic sets the door on fire, but he doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing when he does it. So there you go. <laughs> Fire's cool. Those are spoilers. That's, that's the only thing I can think of to spoil. I suppose the only thing I can mention is they play with his... Uh, like, he makes the guy think he's holding up, like, a, a heart, a beating heart, when it's actually, so he'll, so he'll drop it in horror, but it's actually a gun that he was holding. Yeah, so yeah. I could I could see him potentially him playing with that more down the line, but, yeah. Yeah, the ideas of what the psychic can do, you know, the way he makes them perceive reality, and, and mm. you know, to, to make them essentially kill themselves. Yes. Is a cool idea. It's just not shot very well for the most part. Yeah. Uh, the first time he actually does something when they look at him, uh, we get the, the stupid close up, and then we get this like quick shot of the the, the red like world that he that he shows people, and then the yeah. guy just immediately starts hurting. It was so quick and kind of cheesy that it just made me kind of like grow, and I was like, ah, oh. yeah, yeah. I I like the idea. You know, if you tell me, oh, you know, he makes them see things, and you know, and that's how he controls them, or makes them do things like you know, like, like not it's not it's not suggestion. It's more just no, no, no. They believe something else is happening. Yeah, uh, but hey, so uh, shorter spoiler section we've ever done, bar none. So I think it probably is. That has been Nightfires episode one. We will not be continuing it, but uh, by all means, if you've checked out the first episode, let us know what you thought of in the comments. If you watched the whole thing, by all means, come back and tell us what you thought of the whole season, and but... and tell us how right we were about the captain. Whatever <laughs> uh, whatever's going on, he's not just a, a normal living person in that room. No, it, they telegraphed it way too hard. Oh, I, Joe, I could see, I could see him being like, uh, like he's like half dead, like he's in a coma, and he's like hooked up to machines. So he's still sure. a person, but he's not well, awake. He's, he's not as he seems. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I could see him being like that. He's he's in like an iron lung, and he's just just projecting because he's yeah, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, let us know what you thought in the comments. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. That does help us help us out a lot. Of course, you can help us out even more than that by going over to patreoncom TV and supporting us over there for as little as a dollar per month. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>